You know you're on your way out It's just a matter of time You thought you'd rule the world forever Long live the king And don't spare the loser Welcome to the Up for Discussion podcast, the only show on the internet where we talk about the things we talk about in the order we talk about them. I'm Tom Zalatnai. My name is Tim Blay. We've got an improviser and all-around fun guy in the studio with us today. Uh-oh. He's the other half of Blood and Thunder, Jamie Matipia. Oh, hey. How you doing? Hey. Oh, man. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Uh, yeah, just really happy to be here. Oh, yeah? <laughs> just happy to be here, guys. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, right now I'm uh, I'm I'm a little tired. And okay. a little sick. I'm giving you guys more than you asked for. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little tired and a little sick. We just uh, finished off Montreal Sketchfest, which tends right. to be uh, like a marathon for sketch comics here because you want to try and watch as many shows as possible. Mm. So You performing a lot as well? Uh, Well, you only get to perform one slot on the festival, but then they've got like two to three two to three hour shows a night, so you're probably watching four to six hours of sketch comedy a night. So you're basically uh, just tired from laughing. Uh, tired from laughing, as well as a few other things sketch comics get up to when they're hanging out together, you know. All Dream. kinds of debauchery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm pretty PG about that kind of stuff, but uh, mm. yeah, definitely definitely got some drink on last week. Very nice. <laughs> Did you do sketch fest stuff every night of the past week? or? Uh, well, I was, I was at the festival... Uh, most nights of the week, because it's it's kind of like a when when you're when you're trying to be as good at something as you can, you just want to see as many people do it as possible. Yeah, right? right. And so every night I try to go down and watch at least one show. And then in the last few nights, the lineup was so excellent that I'd be there probably from like eight p.m. till one a.m. Uh, just watching sketch and then probably partying afterwards. So. Right. Yeah, you know, still feeling a little tired, but uh, really, really happy to be here, guys. Sweet. Well, yeah, yeah, I appreciate you <laughs> doing this, and I'm glad. I hope there's something left in the tank for the next hour. We can get some inspired conversation going. Oh yeah, there's. I mean, already, I think I took "How are you?" way too far. That's so I'm, true. I'm that sure was we can a, get an hour out of I, this. I like that. That's a good answer. So many people say fine, and then it's like, oh well. Well, yeah, mm. you know, I mean, it's you know, I I have no standard answers, mm. so brace yourselves. Tell us how you are for a full hour. I go. <laughs> that might be just a different podcast. <laughs> We're just going to leave the room. Yeah. I've still got beans to eat. Tune in to Jamie Weekly, my new podcast, where I just describe my state of being for an hour at a time. You got a tea there? Uh, yeah, I do have a tea. My throat is feeling a bit hoarse. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't know. It, it got really bad. Like, you know, when your ears get clogged, hmm. your, your throat is so messed up. Has that mm-hmm. ever happened to you guys? Uh, yeah, yeah, that happens to me a lot with allergies. Like when my my allergies yeah. kick in with like the scratchy throat and stuff, then your ears get super weird. It's like yeah. your eustachian tubes start plugging, and then also just one of my ears is permanently a little blocked. So oh no, yeah, it's not great. No, that's not fantastic. I, I had a moment today where I got so obsessed with unclogging my ears, uh, and then I, I I tried yawning for like five minutes it didn't work and then i took a sip of water mm. and everything just unclogged the swallow <laughs> yeah it just it, it was so satisfying it was the best i hydrated and unclogged my ears in one fell swoop but that's why fantastic. people chew gum on planes a lot of the time because it's the swallowing that like right switches the pressure yeah in the ears. yeah i've never chewed gum on a plane i can mm. remember the last time i chewed gum 
on a plane? Just, just in general. Yeah. Oh, really? I'm yeah. surprised you didn't uh, chew gum last week when Stefan was here. No. That guy's always chewing gum. He's always chewing gum. Well, yeah. we, it's not like we went and like took it out of his mouth and shared it around the room, though. Like, it's, just his, so you... it's his alone. He's, <laughs> well, he can keep it. He's, let, let me tell you, he does not keep his gum to himself all hmm. the time. Yeah, I've uh, seen him. I've seen it happen. He's right. a gum, gum player. Well, yeah, he'll just he'll pull out strings that pack. and stuff. Right. Mm. He'll, yeah. he'll just whip that pack out real good and just share. Yeah, mm. I'm a real mooch that way. That's our relationship, in case you were wondering. Uh, so Stefani was here last week, being my mostly my comedy, uh, my partner in comedy. Nice. Uh, yeah, our relationship can really be summarized as gum giver and gum taker. Wow. So, I, I think, think you need a certain amount of gum give and gum take in improv. Yeah, of course. But it shouldn't uh, be one-sided necessarily. Or do you think that's just how relationships go? Like every relationship has the gum giver and the gum taker. Well, it's just a question of balance, right? There's things like uh, I take the gum, he gives the gum, but he is much taller than I. I'm shorter. He's mm. more handsome. I'm kind of more goofy looking. Uh, you know, so it's uh, everything balances out. So it's like that's... if the gum falls from his mouth, you can be there to catch it. That's, that's like a thing. baby yeah. bird. I mean, I do catch it most of the time. I haven't. Yeah washed my hair in several years and i wouldn't want to see what's up there does he sometimes like regurgitate it into your mouth like a bird uh uh yeah when i don't do when i don't do good enough on stage mm. that's actually uh we'll, we'll do a quick notes and then he'll just regurgitate his gum into my my mouth well that could be a good bit if like your stage performance isn't going super well like re-energize the crowd oh yeah imagine that was like our gimmick and my life had been reduced to that just just having someone else spit gum into my mouth—it <laughs> feels, feels like a real low point. Probably uh, make a surprising amount of money as a YouTube channel doing that sort of thing. Yeah, I'm sure. But you know what? I never bank on going viral. <laughs> it's not not good. Mm. You might just—I feel like that just ends in things being demeaning half the time. So yeah, you gotta gotta go with the long, slow grind. If you become the guy who chews everybody else's gum. You know. Oh, yeah, you could turn into, like, a celebrity well, thing eventually. Yeah. If you got well, enough subscribers, you could, like, try to get Tom Hanks's gum. Mm-hmm. But where's that wall where people put their gum? Uh, oh, it's that? in Seattle. Yeah, 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 yeah. The gum you wall. go to the gum wall. Yeah. And just, like, fuck it up. Right. Have you, have you been Scrape to the gum off wall? bits no. and chew them and compare notes on the flavors? Yeah, definitely. Well, I wonder if any of them retain any flavor. I have been there yeah. a couple of times. I love Seattle. Shout out <laughs> to Seattle. I'm sure they're all listening. Um, yeah, uh, it, it feels like... Because it doesn't stink or anything. It's not even humid. You would think, like, maybe all that saliva. Ooh, gross. Like, just yeah, gets they, humid in they, there. They probably, like, they might retain flavor for the first couple of days, but as soon as it rains, yeah, it's, gonna... it's it's gone. So, yeah, I mean, you know, that, that might be, like, a cool short documentary or something, like, yeah. try, trying to chew every piece of gum on that wall. I don't think it has legs as a YouTube web series. Well, the other thing is that I don't know if you'd be allowed. Like, wouldn't that destroy the monument that is the gum wall if you chew every piece of gum? Yeah, surely someone would take issue with that. Well, I'm I'm sure I'm sure someone would take issue with that. But to be honest with you, uh, opinions like ver- vary quite strongly on that wall. Mm. I've I've noticed people tend to either love it uh, or they <laughs> think it's just the worst hmm. uh, idea. And it's like it's like one of those things where. You know, sometimes people will equate contemporary art to just being nothing, really. Right. And uh, I think people really feel that way about that monument, which is relatively contemporary. I mean, I, I would question whether or not it's art. I just think it's a cool sort of community thing. Like, 
Yeah. It is. Well, I, I don't know. That's. Uh, I wonder if it really is community, though. I wonder how many pieces of gum on that wall are, like, Seattle native and how many are, are actually uh, tourists. The right? world community of the gum wall is all, all... All the gum aficionados have come from far off. It's true. But you know what? World community is more... Is You know, people tend to like that... It's like a trigger, you know, for mm-hmm. globalization, which right. which is a, a bad term. And, True. And, you know, well, I, I think the reason why the gum wall exists is because if you're for the gum wall, probably you have sort of low disgust sensitivity, which means mm-hmm. you're fine putting your gum on a wall. But if you're against the gum wall, probably you have high disgust sensitivity, and there's no way you're going to start taking other people's gum off the wall. Right, which so just makes on- it worse. Yeah, there's only a one way that this can go. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what? You raise a good point. I, I what I really picked up from that is that you're either pro gum wall or against it. There's no in between. Uh, <laughs> They're trying to take away our gums. Yeah, I mean that's the one true way you can divide people on this earth. Mm. Gum wall, anti gum wall. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the ways. Regardless. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. You can ask all your future guests that. I don't know. Do you? Well, would we you can ask them if they're pro gum or anti gum? So are you pro gum or anti gum? Oh, I'm I'm definitely pro gum. Uh, pro pro, pro, pro gum. Uh, mm. But I'm also pro gum. Mm. I've I've been twice, and I've uh, I have to say I've contributed. Oh, I am well. technically an artist in you, this. Uh, you game on the wall. Oh, I game on the wall. Yeah, I mean, I might look. I don't want to. I don't want to cause any any shit, but might be some of the best game on that wall. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We we got a bit of a gum graffiti going, uh, myself mm. and my my partner. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh yeah. It was. Uh, we got letters out there. Whoa. Like we stretched the gum into letters. Uh, mm. Has some meaning for us. Uh, you know. It's, it's private. I don't want to. I don't want to share it on on the airwaves because all of Seattle is listening. Yeah. Um, well, we'll we'll try to market this to Seattle as a tourism thing. Like, definitely share this podcast. People will know the yeah. truth. It's a good soundbite about Seattle, really. Yeah. Isn't that here what we're here to do? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, my like my favorite radio broadcaster ever in in all of media for all time is Fraser Crane, and he's. Based out of Seattle, right? Yeah, that's so. right. I've, you know what? I've heard you're like a Fraser head. I'm a Fraser head. That's that is dope. I love Fraser. It grew on me. It grew on me kind of late in life. Same. Uh, it was too highbrow for me as a, a child and a teenager and even an early adult. Uh, but now that I'm in my mid twenties, I've learned to appreciate it. Mm. Uh, <laughs> the one thing I can't figure out, and maybe you can help me out with this, being a Fraser head, is uh, what like what. Is the accent that uh, that Fraser has? Yeah, so it's weird, right? Because he's like, he lived in Boston for a long time, right? And also was from Seattle, so he's got this like, it's basically the sort of stereotypical upper class version of both of those accents, kind of melded into one. Mm. That's interesting. <clears throat> See, like, I I never associate like high class or aristocratic with an accent because mm-hmm. it, it registered in in many in in many ways. Uh, when it, or at least when I think about it, when I was growing up, I thought Fraser was British. Right. Up, yeah. up, up until I actually paid attention to the show, and then I realized that accent was mm. not a British accent. Yeah. Well, maybe it's it's sort of like it's the character doing a transcontinental sort of mm-hmm. impression of how he feels an intelligent person should speak. Yeah, that's it. I mean, that's when you think that that's terrific acting. Oh yeah, and the yeah, crazy sure. thing is that's not even what Kelsey Grammer really sounds like. I've I know. heard him in interviews, and he sounds so much more American. Yeah, he's like. he sounds like the theme song that he sings at the end of every <laughs> yeah. episode. Yeah, he is. I mean, Kelsey Grammer got to be one of the more underrated actors. I, I think, think so. Really, really a terrific talent. At least I would I would say so. Yeah. I mean, you're biased. You're a you're a Fraser head. That's true. Yeah. But I'm in love with the Kells. Yeah. 
Have you? So you, neither of you have been to Seattle? Not not so far. No. Well, you got to get out there if you're a Fraser head. Yeah. Yeah. Have you at least been to Boston? To uh... no. No. Mm. But you got to get out to both. You should just maybe do a trip like go down to Boston. Pretend to be Frasier for like four seasons. Hang out at Cheers. Yeah, hang out at Cheers for, I guess, four seasons. Was it four seasons on Cheers? Oh, they had a lot of seasons, but well, I don't know Cheers how long had he was eleven on for, seasons. Yeah. But I think he was on. It was either four or seven. So seasons. when you say hang out for four, like is a is Cheers one of those shows where a season is actually like a year in real time? Uh, I mean, in terms of production, sure. Yeah, well, in terms yeah. of when you watch it, but like in the in the narrative of the show, like there's some shows where. Like the the first season is a week, right, and then the right. second season is the next week. Right. Uh, I think Cheers was kind of year over year because it's one of those shows that would kind of smartly reflect the times mm. in its in its themes. So I imagine it's year over year, though it's never explicitly referred to. I'm yeah. sure it is. I mean, if anyone in Seattle is listening and you happen to be a big fan of Cheers, let us know. Write in. But that's the other thing with fiction is that you can kind of you kind of mess with overlapping timelines, right? Mm. Like in comics, often the characters are reflecting what's going on in the time period. But Opus the Penguin has been the same age for the past like forty years, <laughs> right? It's not like he's dead because penguins only live for like a couple years. I mean, that's that's true. I mean, he's so Opus the Penguin. I'm not familiar with the character. Mm. Uh, <laughs> is it a comic strip? Well, the the comic strip was Bloom County originally in the eighties. Okay. Um, and then it, it went for about ten years, and then it re- was revised as Opus the Penguin, and that Billy, went for a little while. And Bill now, and, and now Bloom Bloom County is back again, sort of in the modern times. Oh, is it a just, gritty reboot? Um, I don't, I don't know if you'd call <laughs> it gritty, sexy, <laughs> sexy Bloom County. It's funny because you guys laugh, yeah. but somehow they managed to turn uh, they managed to turn Archie into that. Have you watched Riverdale? I have not watched Riverdale. It's on my um like sick days watch list. It's so awful. Is it gritty? And really good. You'd call it gritty reboot. It, well, I aren't mean, all the characters attractive? It doesn't it's, sound gritty it's to me. It's gritty compared to like, <laughs> you know, Archie comics. Right. <laughs> it it feels like <clears throat> it feels like Archie trying to do Twin Peaks. Right. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, it. Lo- I haven't seen it. You know. Uh. So I should probably reserve my comments. But it looks kind of like CW gritty. Well, you it is how... a CW show. That's exactly it, yeah. Is it a CW show? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. I thought it was Netflix exclusive. So did I at first, and then, no. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, it's, yeah, that makes sense. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's. have you seen Teen Wolf? You, no. Can you compare it to Teen Wolf? Because Teen Wolf feels, yeah, like. The original Teen Wolf? No, or... like the, the CW. The CW. CW gritty reboot right. of Teen right. Wolf. <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It's like everyone's super attractive, and they're all intermingled in sexual ways, and and it's oh. like a little bit blue in the yeah. color spectrum. Oh yeah, like, I mean, you know what? Everything kind of is now. Like yeah. that trend really hit hard right around the time uh, the Dark Knight came out. Like the Dark Knight. If I don't know if yeah. look, I'm a I'm a big nerd when it comes to like uh, DC comics and stuff like mm. that. I've sworn off any of the movies uh, since about 2012 because uh, I can only handle so much disappointment. DC, uh, but yeah, I um, each movie in that series, that Christopher Nolan Batman series, had its own color palette, and The Dark Knight had like a blue and orange color palette, which mm-hmm. uh, the internet knows very well is like one of those mind tricks that really satisfies you as a as a viewer. Uh, but that movie really worked, and then it seems like everything since then has had that color palette. Yeah. Yeah, so I'm not surprised Teen Wolf uses that because every CW show, it seems like your arrows, 
your flashes, they all have that that weird desaturated blue and orange color palette. Yeah, it's mm. like everything is either shot at nighttime or it's winter or you're indoors. Yeah. Yeah. Huh? It works. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting. I once read an article about how those lighting conditions are so inherently uh, false because it's basically like it would have to be twilight all the time. Yeah. Like right, like the end of sunset all the time. But that's maybe that's what they're going for because twilight was such a big hit. Yeah. Oh thought, yeah. You know, we can make sexy vampires. We can make sexy Jughead. You mm. know what's ironic? Twilight didn't have that color palette, didn't it? Uh, I, it came out before the Dark Knight, so it yeah it started. They, have, like, they haven't manifested. They hadn't. Is that true? Actually, I might I be lying like it, about that. It must have. I don't know the timelines. Uh, they well, were, there were also pale. There were four of them, right? <laughs> they were very pale. I feel like their color scheme was more like silver and gold yeah. for some reason. Hmm. Yeah, because they all sparkled in weird ways, and they yeah. were, probably wanted to highlight that. Hmm. You know, people went so hard on Twilight. Uh, I feel like there's this this trend in pop culture that's existed for decades that is finally maybe starting to fall apart which is uh shitting on the taste of teenage girls specifically Hmm. which is which like everyone who got on that twilight twain uh twain excuse me guys Uh, did i say i had a long weekend everyone who got on that twilight train like hopped on this and the the tween twilight train (laughs) thank you that's yeah i was you know my brain was just moving too quickly uh your brain yeah, everyone's so into like shaming teenage girls for for mm. their interests. And what's funny and ironic about it is that their interests have probably been like kind of dictated to them by publishing companies that are owned by a bunch of men who are then also like kind of uh, creating this other vision of masculinity for everyone else and everyone's you know, it's just like this weird mm. circle jerk of of not liking teenage girls. Uh, yeah, well, it's it's popular. It's possible that in previous times that was more restricted to the social spheres where it happened, right? Because it it could be that if you're a twenty something, then it's you know one of the social one of the ways you can so- socially shame somebody is by comparing them to a teen- teenage girl, which is like okay, well you're still a teenager, you're not very well developed, um, right? But if you do it on the internet, it's not you know. It's not fellow adults that see it. It's all the teenage girls. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It's, I guess that's one way of putting it. Like, yeah, I I guess if you were just a bunch of 20 year olds in a vacuum doing that, but then it feels like no one goes that hard on, on teenage boys for their, you know, and I'm, I'm beating a dead horse, you know, let's, let's all get on board with feminism. It's 2017, but yeah, it just felt like uh, Twilight in particular got beat so hard as a franchise when the Divergent films were not very good either. Mm. But there's plenty of young adult films that have been uh, kind of like welcomed with open arms. Like look at the Harry Potter series, you know, sure. which arguably, yeah, sure. But, but- I, th- I think Twilight got beat from both sides. Maybe that's it. Because there was the teen girl shaming of Twilight and then there was also like the feminist shaming of Twilight. Right? So it was yeah. like it was like okay, f- this Twilight thing is is talking about how basically you should fall in love with a hundred year old who like kind of is abusive to you and doesn't care about you. It's like right, yeah. Maybe that's not the greatest thing to be promoting either. So yeah, it's just y- a perfect storm. Y- you might be right about that. <laughs> you know that might be why. You know I I never read the books. So <laughs> hey, I'm here advocating. Uh, yeah. But I'm just saying, take take it easy. And if you're gonna bash a movie, bash the movie. Don't bash the audience. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least you know w- within reason. That's the thing. And what I find funny is like, the older I get, the more open I am to watching sort of 
stuff that I would have thought was crap before that's sort of teenage girl TV. Sure. Like yeah. Grey's Anatomy is fucking great. Oh, great. I mean, you know it's what? garbage, but it's great. Of course. But there's, yeah. a, there's a room for like positive trash. That's on, it. You know, for as long as it's not like destructive and, and brainwashing people into thinking horrible things. Uh, you know, like uh, one of my all time favorite watches on TV was Scrubs, which by mm. all means is not really a great show. And, and Zach Braff, honestly, I could do without him. But uh, <laughs> I think Zach Braff was better in Scrubs than in his subsequent works that, that he had. Definitely. Out of control oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, anything post Scrubs, post Garden State, which even Garden State, man, that film did not hold up at all. Uh, I, I, re- I just remember. Uh, like around when it came out thinking it was genius and then about two years later rewatching it and being like wow that movie has nothing to say and it's mm. and and what it thinks it's saying is not very valuable but uh yeah you know i i kind of think there's room for just pop culture that's fluff you yeah, know it's, totally it's fast and the furious mm. i mean if anything the world has shown us that they they'll just take their brains out of the equation for 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 three hours to have some fun. Yeah. Uh, look at the Fast and the Furious franchise. Who would have thought we'd be sitting here in 2017 being like Fate of the Furious, uh, the eighth installment of the Vin Diesel starring franchise, Fast and the Furious, has made more money than any other film globally ever. Like that is it's a pretty good crazy. legacy. Yeah, it's wild. Um, and they did it with a with a like a cool international cast. I mean. You know what? There's just there's room for a whole bunch of things in, in pop culture. That's you know? it, right? Yeah, Michael Bay, maybe maybe he's got something. To you say. know, Michael Bay. <laughs> uh, I'm still on the fence about Michael Bay. I've heard some stories. The, I mean, the Transformers stuff is sort of like it's it's the flip side of maybe the Twilight stuff. It's like okay, here's the trash, right? That is marketed specifically to teenage boys. Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. So uh, here's here's something. His his movies now, I agree, are totally are the flip side to that like to that audience mm-hmm. of teenage girls. It's like here's something that's made to appeal to like some dumbed down, uh, kind of like boyish version of masculinity. Yeah. Uh, but what's interesting is that, uh, and I was listening to this podcast recently. Michael Bay. This went, podcast. I that's right. I was listening to this podcast. We so, had Michael Bay on like a month ago. Right, exactly. And as he mentioned in the in the early nineties when he was first starting out, he had a producing partner who uh who he would kind of do everything with. And um and he made his first couple of films. I think his first film was Bad Boys. The the original Bad Boys? Maybe. I, I know might be was, mis- I, think I don't know. Well, anyway, I'm 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 not very <laughs> like I'm not his number one fan is all I want to put out there before I go any further. But uh, his producing partner died after his second film, which I think was The Rock, mm. or perhaps during the making of that film. And uh, and all his films since then have kind of been total trash. Uh, whereas before, they would at least, like, it seemed like the films would be able to keep themselves in check and stay, like, in good taste. Uh, and I think that has a lot to do with it. I think he lost mm. a producing partner who was probably like, uh, you know, like we were saying, there's balance in every relationship, right? They were kind right? of the yin to his yang. And yeah, his... and so now it's just a yin making a bunch of films, and uh, we're not getting any yang, and I think that's what happened with Michael Bay. Yeah, he doesn't have anywhere to spit his gum anymore. Right, <laughs> yeah. He's just spitting that gum out on the floor and littering like a terrible human being. But remarkably successful for it. Yeah, <laughs> I, you know... He is very successful. My one thing with Michael Bay is I have friends who work in the industry who've worked with Michael Bay, and I've heard nothing but horror stories. <laughs> um, yeah, he he sounds like a pretty 
a terrible person, unfortunately. I, would, I, I know nothing about Michael Bay's characters, so I would believe that, but I wouldn't necessarily want to yeah, make I'm, a character judgment myself. He's Yeah, it seems like he's really into certain narcotics, not showing up on set, screaming at people. Uh, I, yeah, I've heard stories of like him fat-shaming people and, well. and getting producers to fire like certain production assistants off the set. Because they they didn't look the way he wanted them to. All right. Uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I look, uh, Michael Bay, if you're listening, I don't I don't want to stir some shit, but uh, it sounds like you're a pretty awful guy. So and yeah, he would refuse to work until these people would be fired. So wow. yeah, you know, it's kind of a, a, a terrible thing. Yeah. yeah. Sounds like Michael Bay's a piece of shit. Yeah. You know who's not a piece of shit? What? Our Patreon supporters. Oh, snap. <laughs> Guys, if you go to patreon.com slash up for discussion, you can pledge as little or as much as you want. Patreon is a crowdfunding platform that allows creators to get money directly from their audience in exchange for cool perks. Woo. Our cool sub- subscriber supporters right now include Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candace, and Eric. Um, if you pledge over $5 a month, you can tell us what you want us to talk about on the show. So uh, we've got a question this week. That's right. And, uh, this week's Christmas question comes film? from Patrick. Patrick wants to know, what habit are you the most proud of breaking? Or alternately, what habit would you like to break the most? Hmm. I would really like to break the habit of being awake all night. Mm. Oh, wow. a habit I've been going along, going on for like ever since grad school. I sort of went on an all-night schedule for a good part of my master's. I still can't kick it. I'll go on like two day, two weeks or so of being awake during the day, sleeping all night, and then I'll just flip again. So that's wild. How yeah. long have you been out of grad school? <laughs> like five, almost years? almost four years now. Four. Yeah. Wow. You and you've been nocturnal that whole time. Yeah. Uh, do you do you think that helps your creativity? Well, I think that in certain in certain parts of my creative process, it really does. Like there's parts where you you just want to shut everything out. You don't want distractions. You want to be able to sit down and like research or write for a good amount of time. And night is the best time to do that because. Mm. There's no one sending you emails and no one's, you know, calling you and sending you text messages. And yeah. there's no one around wherever you are to like put you on different trains of thought. So your one train of thought can just focus in and do what it wants to do. I'm, I'm going to ask a, oh, sorry. Sorry to cut you off. I oh, have a quick, that's all right. quick question to sure. add in there. If you haven't been living during daytime for five years, how is anyone still in touch with you? Well, I live during <laughs> the evening. The thing is that oh, okay. I kind of I kind of reverse the sleep time and work time of most people's lives. Okay. So I sleep from nine to five and then I, you know, sort of see people in the evenings and then I work at night. All right. So it's just a little it's a little flipped around. I yeah. like that. Like he got out of bed like five minutes before you got here. Just oh, about, yeah. That's fantastic. In case anyone's wondering, it's currently six thirty PM. Yeah. So that I think like I like that, but I think I would rather figure out a way to isolate myself for work that doesn't require me to do that. Because hmm. a lot of the time it's just a really unhealthy way to be to be up all night. Like, you know, your your circadian rhythms get all messed up yeah. and you know, you annoy your roommates when you want to have food at two in the morning and they're sleeping in the next room. And um, also, you know, I do a lot of like singing and recording and stuff. So every time I have to go into a like singing phase of my work, I have to flip everything around. You can't sing at three in the morning. Right. Doesn't really work out. Of course. Yeah. I, you know what? Being a little bit of a, a bedroom musician myself, I know that struggle. <laughs> I know that struggle. Uh, yeah. It's not easy being a musician in a shared residence. Not at all. No. Yeah. Uh, you tend to be a very unpopular roommate. <laughs> no offense intended. 
Uh, Do you mind if I hop in with a habit I recently broke? Go for it. Uh, Every night after dinner, I used to (laughs) eat a... Like a big old baby, I used to eat a bowl of cereal. (laughs) Used to eat a big old baby. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I used to eat a... Yeah, I'd stopped my habit of cannibalism. (laughs) That's Um, good. No, I used to eat... It's so silly. I used to eat a bowl of cereal after dinner at home every night. And this year, cut it out. (laughs) Cut it right out. Cold turkey, which is a terrible way to quit anything. I don't recommend it. Um, I've yet to relapse. I'm about four months in. And I feel so much better for it. Wow. Because uh, it, it would like... I, I'm I'm a pretty healthy eater. Pretty health conscious eater. Um and uh, after every meal, I'd feel great. Then I'd dump a bunch of sh- cereal in my body, which is basically <laughs> sugar and oats. And uh, and then I'd feel like trash for the rest of the night. And I'd feel bad when I woke up in the morning. And now now I just drink a lot of coffee in the morning. And I feel great. You're kind of mm. making me crave sugar and oats right now. <laughs> it's an undeniably perfect combination. It is really good. I mean, that's what horses eat. And it's like... Yeah, look at horses, right? Right. They got that shit figured out. I mean, they're so pristine. Like, no one can touch them. When you think about it, when you look at the food chain, it's like everyone's in it except humans and horses, for the most part. (laughs) You can buy horse meat, sure, but people will shame you for it. That's true, Mm -hmm. yeah. it's uh, Horses did it right. Yeah, it's amazing that horses can build muscle when all they eat is oats. Like, people are always, you know, you need that protein, that whatever it is, you know? I think horses don't even have to build muscle. I think they just come out of the womb made of muscle. Well... have either of you ever seen a fat horse? No. Yeah. Yeah, I have. Really? You sure that wasn't like a pony or a donkey or like a zebra or something? Or just a cow? Isn't a just pony a just a cow? fat little horse? Just a cow <laughs> pretending to be a horse. Is there a difference between a pony and a fat small horse? Uh, <laughs> like a... a f- <laughs> I guess that's a good question. Do you think they just, they're born with all the fat they'll ever have and then they grow into it? I don't well, know. I think it's because usually if you've got a pony, they just walk in one little circle for their entire lives it's true what else are they gonna do but eat yeah i wonder if like the reason horses are so muscular is because they're so heavy that it just takes a lot of effort to move their bodies so it's like a constant workout to move right oh that might be it actually because when you look at it their legs are so i mean relatively thin and they're carrying that 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 torso well it's like if your job was to put people on your back and run around all day you'd probably be pretty fit too sure yeah. I wouldn't even have to put people on my back. Just running around all day is enough, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Hey, look, if anyone in Seattle or Michael Bay, who we know are listening, uh, knows the answer to this question, just uh, get on that speak pipe and let us know. Oh, true, true, true. Word. Tom, you got any habits? Uh, yeah, I would love to stop like picking at my nails. I've gotten good Uh-oh. at not biting them, but mm-hmm. that doesn't stop me from like picking at them constantly. Mm, as like a flick, flick, flick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is like... Just as bad, really. It's yeah. less gross, but it still leaves you with like shitty fingers. Yeah, nails can be yeah, really make or break for your hands. Yeah, oh, I always thought that that was the because I tend to bite my nails, mm. and I always felt that that was the equivalent of like like resolving the nail problems of nail biting is that you you keep like rubbing your nails until they become smooth again. It's mm. like it's no, like but you're I filing tend to, like... them without filing them because you're oh. busy. I pick. To the point where I might as well be biting them because ah. it just like pulls. Chunks you actually off. pull off pieces yeah, of your nail. That's it, and I Ooh. do it subconsciously wow. most of the time. Wow! Yeah, I that's love not to good. Because at least your at least your teeth are sharp enough that you can do it in one fell swoop. Yeah, you won't rip pieces of skin off. Has so it, that's it? Do you think it's had any impact on your teeth? On my teeth? Yeah. To uh, not be biting your nails? <clears throat> well, to, no, to to be biting your nails prior to that. Oh, I don't know. It's been years. 
I mean, teeth are much harder than nails. Like I've had a, one of my habits that has a very big impact on my teeth is that I tend to subconsciously drum out rhythms with my teeth. And uh, yeah, but I went to my dentist and they were like, we think you grind your teeth at night. And I was like, like, maybe I was like, I don't think I do. But then was I, as I was walking out of the dentist's office, I realized I was just like constantly clicking my teeth yeah, together. You were beatboxing with yeah. your teeth. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit, that's, oh. that's what's going on. That's kind of cool. I, um, I, I, I definitely drum out rhythms, but I, I just do it walking down the street and I used to be a drummer. Okay. So I'll just like, I'll mime holding two drumsticks. This is as <laughs> I'm do walking that. in public areas. <laughs> I'll do that occasionally. I'll just be yeah. like doing a an, an eight count. Yeah. Kind of being like, nah, 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 like singing a rhythm back to myself. And I'll be like, oh, in my mind, I'll be like, wow, I'm currently writing the next hit song. I got to get home and record this. But I'm sure to everyone else, I look like a mentally ill uh, person wandering, uh, like severely, uh, mm. uh, like may perhaps uh, suffering from some form of psychosis. Yeah, uh, ill. Uh, We're talking like a Michael Bay mysteries. type of guy. Yeah, like well, you know, he's definitely got some brand of of. I I don't know if it's psychosis. See, I feel like we'd be letting him off. I feel like mm. he's just not a good dude. <laughs> he's just a dick. Just not a good dude. But yeah, I definitely I, look like a crazy, for lack of better terms, uh, walking the streets, uh, kind of shouting rhythms and banging invisible things past five or six years i i like about six years ago i started beatboxing wherever i went and i was really <laughs> terrible at it but you know i've been beatboxing while walking down the streets for six years so i'm i'm okay now right um but it, that's sort of supplanted some of the other things that i used to do because i was a drummer for years as well oh, so yeah. i used to i used to do the yeah the, the invisible sticks thing right. and then i did a lot of the tooth clicking thing and the beatboxing has sort of supplanted that but it may be more annoying than both other things it's unquestionably annoying. I was when I was uh, uh, taking the bus here. I just saw a guy listening to music and singing every lyric, and mm. I was like, "I'm just like that, but for <laughs> drums." And I have no doubt people hate it. Yeah, and it's perfectly reasonable. Are you sitting you know? on the subway to get your feet involved as well? Uh, yeah, I'll definitely like I'll I, I've gone as far as to uh, do some double pedaling. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, I used to be a bit of a metalhead in high school, so. Uh, you know, get those speed kicks out yeah. uh, for all the drummers dum, listening. Dum, 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 dum. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I'll be doing triplets. I'll be like, yeah, uh, <laughs> on the train <laughs> with my feet, and um, I'm pretty sure that's why no one uh, seem like no one ever smiles at me in, in public. <laughs> like that's never <laughs> happened to me. I get weird looks or just no looks, which is fine, of course. Depends uh, what you want. Yeah, maybe you want to be left alone in your drumming world. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's a compromise I've made. Uh, it's just uh, something I'm willing to accept as a reality in my life. I get a lot of old people smiling at me in public. Oh. Like if I'm walking down the street carrying groceries, they always make eye contact and smile at me, and I'm like, yeah, hi. That's good. <laughs> that means you look like trustworthy and welcoming. I think they think I'm an adult. Hmm. Oh, well, they wouldn't yeah. want to make that mistake. <laughs> and maybe they remind you of their their you bleh, you remind them of your grant of their grandson or something. Maybe or like they think, oh, I've got a niece who would love to meet a nice young boy like that. If you've got a wow. niece who would love to meet a nice young boy like me, hit me up. You can send us a letter to our PO box. Yeah, or just have her use the speak pipe. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to keep plugging that. <laughs> no, you're plugging cool. our speak pipe, and uh, you're our guest. We do have a message. Do we have a, do we have a speak, speak pipe? pipe? Today? Yeah, I nice. don't remember what it is. So I'm just Go to speakpipe.com/slash/up for discussion, and you can do what is about to be played, like now. I never know how loud to make this. So, all right, up for discussion. <laughs> 
The name of the bear is Dahin Hofi E.S. Brown. And thank you so much for slowly correcting my gender at last week's episode when Stefan thought I was a guy. Well, thank that you, Kendallin. Kendallin. That was definitely Kendallin. Kendallin Conway. Is, is Kendall? I was wondering that last week because Stefan definitely thought she was a, a guy when he read her name. Is Kendallin like a, a bi-gendered name? Like, are there guys named Kendallin? I don't know. Um, Stefan you know, just has a habit of assuming people's genders. R- yeah, well, of course. Um, <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't know that about him, actually. I should probably dispel that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, you, I, you know what? I've never heard the name Kendallin prior to last week's podcast, which I mm-hmm. listened to. Uh, I did find it odd that he assumed Kendallin would be a man. It sounds like a, a kind of, you know, it sounds like a, a girl's name. He might have thought that it was two names. Like, he, he might have heard you say it and thought it was like Ken Dolan. Like, is that, I mean, I don't, I don't think I pronounced it that way. <laughs> hey, Ken Dolan, I like that. Welcome Ken. on the show. Wow. Um. Yeah, Ken Dolan. I don't know about that. You know, I, I did actually have some notes for Stefan's episode. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's hear them. Uh, if you guys don't mind, they're all directed at Stefan. Wow. So, who I'm I know glad he's here listening. to defend himself. He, you criticism. know what? He'll be listening and he'll be texting me as he listens to this. I'm okay. sure. Um, we we have a bit of a competitive edge with each other. So. Uh, first things first, you guys talked about Alan Rickman a lot. Did we? Uh, yeah, you talked we about We mentioned him a little bit of, yeah. Severus Snape. Yeah, he was uh, there. And you, know, you, you name dropped him in a couple of other roles. Uh, what well, you didn't name drop him, that was actually my note. Uh, Stefan, pop culture reference machine. I was very disappointed no one just came out and said Alan Rickman. Uh, also, he depended on that uh, old, old time comedy bit just a little too much. All uh, right, well. Yeah, <laughs> you know, uh, Stefan, if you're listening, uh, change it up or heighten that beat. And uh, <laughs> let's see what else. Uh, there was one more thing. Well, he's got a great voice. He does. I just wants That's to say true. that. Yeah. He also brought in a book. He brought in a book. Yeah. yeah he, it was his old time comedy book. Oh yeah. well, there you go. Yeah. He so he it, wanted you to read from that. Did oh, you he, did you bring it? Uh, no, he said he would leave it for me. Oh. So that was my third and final note. If you say you're gonna leave the book, Stefan. Leave it or text me where I can pick it up. You know my number. He's always lying, that boy. He's uh, that's how he grew so tall. Yeah. Every time he's he's like Pinocchio, but every time he lied, he just grew so much taller and <laughs> just gains an inch. More handsome. Yeah. <laughs> Last night we ran into it. Gabe and I went to get some food before the show, right. and we ran into him on our way back to the theater. And he oh, had a nice. burrito, and he said, "I'm going to go home and eat this burrito and pass out." And then we saw him at our show later. Oh, really? So clearly wow. he didn't pass out. Wow. I'm I wonder. Wow. Do you think he was trying to psych you guys out? Maybe. Maybe he was like, I'll see what happens when I tell them I'm not going to be at the show and then turn up to their show. That's like the opposite of what you usually do. I feel like he's got that backwards. He's, yeah. He's that the, the good son in the Bible who tells his daddy won't do anything and then goes out and does it. Jesus yeah. would like him. Hey. Well, someone has to. Yeah. Some, someone's someone's <laughs> got to love Stefan. Stefan. <laughs> so, Stefan, if you're listening and you happen to be a practitioner of the Christian faith, mm-hmm. then uh, guess what? You got you got one person. Yeah. Throw it up on the tally. And if you're a practitioner of Islam, you got the number two prophet. If oh. you if you've got if you're a <laughs> practitioner of Judaism, then you're you enjoyed by somebody who was Jewish, anyways. Wow. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> or if you're deep religion talk here. If, if you're a Mormon, you're. You know, wrong, wrong. Wow. Hey, look, religion. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Uh, yeah. 
Yeah. I'll just steer <laughs> clear of that shit. Speakpipe.com slash up for discussion. I no. think Tim just threw Read shade at the profits. Uh, Which profits? if you're listening, uh, look, I don't condone. I'm not signing off on any of this. I'm just a guest here. Uh, hey, that's, <laughs> we, we can probably just move on from this topic. Hey, I think everyone's... The, I like how you say the profits. Oh, like, yeah. Listen, I'm not a, I'm not a very good... Uh, uh, I guess I identify as agnostic. Like okay, I'm just yeah. like happy to be like, I don't know. And you know what? I'm just gonna let it be. Mm. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm I'm not I'm not very knowledgeable about uh, any religions except that I you know I, I'm all about religious freedom. Everyone can do what they want as so long as they allow others to do what they want. Yeah, that's my take on it's that. A good policy. Amen, brother. Yeah. Oh, there it is. <laughs> There's nothing for agnostics to say like. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, See, that's yeah. There are, there are some yeah. things like like you you can take over some some elements of like the religious it's true, culture. I feel yeah. like you can co-opt it. Like it, amen is like just a co-opted. good word. Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. No, it no. It's, it's definitely a good word. Uh, it's got a nice punch to it. Like one, two, amen. Yeah. Um, definitely has a nice punch to it. Uh, yeah, you know, it's it's weird. It's weird. It always gets to me like on that topic. Uh, which we said we would turn away from. Look, we did. You said it. If you're going back, I'm fine with that. <laughs> yeah, we're we're cool with it. Well, my my thing is like um, at work, I have I share an office with someone, and I once we once got into a discussion about uh, religious weddings, and I and I uh, I mentioned that uh, I I wasn't really uh, into religious weddings, even though you know the institution of marriage on the whole, whether you view it as a religious thing or not, you know I'm all for it, but. Uh, ever since then, she's decided that I am not like, uh, she's just decided that I am anything but religious, even though I was, I was, I was so polite about it. I don't, I don't get into deep discussions at work, you know, but now when I sneeze, she won't say bless you. She's like, that <laughs> oh, offends you. Dear. Right. And I was oh, like, no. I was like, uh, it doesn't offend me, <laughs> but if you're going to make it like that, then it's cool. You don't have to say it. Uh, so listen, um, Adriana, if you hear me listening to this podcast more at work, uh, it's cool. You can just say bless you to me. It's fine. I won't get aggravated. Uh, also, I won't. I probably won't be listening to myself at work. I'm just saying that so that your viewers don't think I'm that narcissistic. Yeah, it's okay. None of us here listen to ourselves at work yeah. either. Because bless you has a deep <laughs> theological tradition, right? It's well known in most <laughs> religions that if you sneeze, the devil swoops into your brain and inhabits it unless I you mean, are blessed immediately after. I wonder if that was ever the idea behind it. It was. It, it was. was. But it was, oh. it was a, you know. I mean, it was old timey, yeah. It, you, won't, you won't really find it in the pages of the Bible. It's, well, no, yeah. It sounds like uh, some Old Testament stuff, like really Old Testament. I think like it's maybe. old Puritan type right. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> hey. It's Which fine. is like a new Old Testament. <laughs> I'm just going to put it out there for anyone who ever meets me. You can say, bless you to me. You can you just say anything. It's cool. Well, yeah, uh, it's, it's like when, when you hear Christopher Hitchens be like, good God. It's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, you can say it's, that. It's, it's cool. It's, it's good rhetoric. Yeah. You know, it just, it's just, it, it just is contemporary speech. That's how it is. As a matter of fact, I'm going to say this. You can say whatever you want to me because, uh, you know, everyone believes in something different. That's cool. Just don't tell me I look like Jesus, because I'm tired of hearing it. Hmm. That's the one thing I don't want to hear Jesus anymore. didn't have glasses. That's uh, ridiculous. It, oh, yeah, that's true, yeah. Well, there was a pre-glasses era of this look, and <laughs> um, and it's all I got for the longest mm. time. Mm. And, 
You know, I'm I'm just done with it. It's 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 cool. I know. Yeah, I feel that. Back in high school, I had hair down to the middle of my back right. and also a beard. Yeah. Well, was... there you go. And I'm sure you you heard it. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually. So what you were saying about your coworker, like, you you know, hearing you say one thing about religion and then assuming like a blanket over everything of course. else. I had kind of the opposite thing happen where everyone knew I was a Christian. But they didn't really know what my actual like beliefs Views. about anything were, sure. and so I got so much stuff just lumped on me that people assumed uh, to the point where the first time anyone saw me drinking at a party, they were scandalized because they just assumed that I wouldn't drink alcohol. <laughs> Whoa. Like, Tom is breaking his face. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! So you're cool with Satanism now? Yeah. Uh, I bet you fuck donkeys. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I do, but that has nothing to do with yeah, Jesus. That's exactly what you do is in in the privacy of your own. Stable. <laughs> stable. Does not uh, involve Jesus. No um, one would ever accuse me of being stable. It is funny. You know, I think increasingly, uh, and this applies to anything, not just religion, I think people have fallen into the kind of trap of just knowing, learning someone's opinion on one topic and assuming their opinion about everything else. And I yeah. think that's that's partly how we've ended up in, in a weird uh very 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 tense era especially at, at a political level you know i think yeah, people are sure. just so quick right now to take any little bit of rhetoric and kind of apply it to to someone's entire being uh so yeah yeah i, I feel you on that i feel you on that and that's like it's just a dangerous way of thinking regardless of whether or not the views you have are, are positive or negative you just you know, even if someone has a fantastic opinion and, and is all about the things you want to support, you can't just assume that everything they think or do is is going to be, you know, what you want. You're at that point, you're just projecting an image of what you think someone should be or what they shouldn't be right. onto someone. Yeah. That's well, not a way to live. I've been having I've been having a discussion with some people on Facebook about this because uh, so do you know who Lacey Green is? I don't. So Lacey Green is, is she's a she's a YouTuber. She's a like a, a sex education and sort of like feminism YouTuber. Oh, cool. Um, and she she like sort of went off off the air for a little bit and then came back and she made this video where she said, "Look, guys, I think that like the lack of dialogue has become really toxic, and I'm going to start talking to the other side of YouTube, like mm-hmm. the the men's rights activists and the Gamergate yeah. type people sure. and this this like." weird culture that's developed she was like i'm gonna i'm gonna get these people on my channel and i'm gonna get other feminists on my channel and we're all gonna have like debates and discussions and like sort out this this stupid not talking to each other thing yeah Yeah. and the comments from that were like split between well there were were people who agreed with her and then there were people who like came from the like red pill world and they were like we don't trust lacey green this is all conspiracy and people coming from the like the feminist side being Mm. like you can't trust those people they're gonna like destroy the whole everything you stand for and it's like oh well that's it it's we've just gotten so far and i know like it's a normal instinct to not want to talk to someone who expresses views that you think are repulsive yeah uh you know i i understand that and like i also recognize that i'm speaking from a place of total privilege right now but uh yeah you you need like you just we all need to kind of make room to at least hear what other people have to say and if it turns out they really are terrible people then we can you know what i mean then we can yeah. like in, engage in that and, and and in trying to find ways to to kind of 
work around that or, or work against them. I don't. I, I have a hard time believing that anyone is really truly purely evil in in terms of majority majorities and minorities. There are definitely people out there who want nothing more than to just hurt. Yeah, people, and that sucks. And those people don't deserve to enjoy the same freedoms of speech that we do. But well, here, uh, here's my feeling on this: most as, people. as long as long as there's an opinion that's held by like a good portion of the population, it can't be an opinion that you say we're not going to talk about that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, like if there, if if like you know, if it's like we're going to give a platform to a Nazi, it's like no, we can just we can just tell that person to go away yeah. because and you, you should. Know, you and should. you should, yeah. yeah. And like you that, that person should. doesn't represent a group of people, and no. they're you know. Well, we, it's also we sort of collectively can say like that's not acceptable. Right. But like when you get to where you've you've got something that's believed by say fifty percent of the population, mm-hmm. and you won't talk about it, like then they're going to talk about it, right? Yeah. yeah. And they're going to do the same thing yeah. with you. Well, exactly. And once we've kind of uh, split everyone off into their own clusters. Everyone in, and this is exactly where we're at right now. It's just everyone's in their own echo chamber, and and rhetoric on both sides is getting increasingly unhealthy. Just because we're not getting exposure, and some of that falls on us, some of that falls on our media outlets, which have become increasingly kind of partisan. I mean, in in Canada, it's happening in Canada too. I think one yeah. of the main things here is that people. We we tend to have a kind of holier than thou attitude about ourselves. <laughs> we think we're so fantastic and open minded, but we're not. Yeah. The truth is, <laughs> I mean, the things uh, you know, people talk a lot about the white and black divide in the states, and here I think, uh, and, and you know, I I think it's there's definitely uh, in in the states at least from my point of view, like what white people did to the black population there for the past 300 to 400 years it's horrible and they and they set them up to be in increasingly bad situations and, yeah. and here i think people will kind of kind of buy into this easy idea that we're so open-minded and accepting when really we did even worse things to our indigenous population here yeah, totally. until far yeah. more recently and it it just boggles my mind i know everyone's paying attention to the u.s right now because it's such a uh, a circus but uh, yeah, one thing you should do, in addition to just being open to discussion with people who have reasonable points, reasonable points of view, like like you said, I mean, you you don't have to let the Nazi speak up because yeah. you know his point of view or her point of view involves uh, just ending someone else's life or like taking their rights away from them. That's not okay. But yeah. you know, for anyone who falls down the line of reason. Uh, then you are allowed to speak up. But as a Canadian citizen, if you are listening in Canada, so not you guys, Seattle, not you, Michael Bay, but Canadian citizens, man, pay attention to what's going on here too. And uh, and there's all kinds of, of horrible things happening here. I know I mentioned indigenous populations, but it's happening with, you know, everything. It's the same battles for women's rights for all people who are fall into minorities. You know, it's... Yeah. Well, the other thing is that Canada is sort of... Canada is often sort of on a time delay for the states, right? Yes. Like, a lot of the, the movements that go through the d- states come here about 10 years later. Yep. So yep. it's like, you know, we may be where the states was 10 years ago. Yeah, and I and would even say... I would even say that delay uh, due to the speed at which we can kind of share information has gotten shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I th- I think we are on the precipice of some weird alt-right uh, politics making their way into Canada. Yeah. I definitely know... I listen to a lot of public radio, so a lot of people calling in. Okay. Uh, and when they have co- these conversations about 
especially politics these days. Uh, I mean, that voice is creeping up here yeah. in Canada. They're starting to feel empowered uh, because of what happened in the States. And uh, and I worry that people here aren't as invested in our election process uh, and what's going on at a local, provincial, and national level as they are in what's happening in the States. So we might just kind of let this slip under the radar until it's too big to stop or yeah. too big to at least uh, understand. And, and, you know, if you disagree with it, then, then, then kind of take charge you know I, at the end of the day i think people just need to pay more attention here because we it's not easy it's not easy living right next to the most popular kid in school you know what i mean no one pays attention to you but you got to pay attention to yourself do what's right for you and yeah. I, you know I well, feel, it's like you gotta you gotta get the log out of your own eye before you can deal with the splinter in your neighbor's eye. yeah right? exactly uh of course i mean I mean, I have no trust in any politician, period. I don't trust. I, I don't care if you're the most liberal politician out there. I still don't trust yeah, you. You're still probably a crick. Yeah. I, you know, it's just the things you have to do to, to get to that position alone, to uh, like prime minister or uh, prime minister, prime minister, uh, you know. The prime it's, it's, minotaur. Yeah, the prime minotaur. I mean, you might as well be. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, I think that's that's why, like, yeah. It isn't the, wasn't the whole basis of, like, the U.S., constitution at the beginning of it supposed to be like everybody in power will probably be evil so let's try to set them up so they're always like they're they're basically all trying to win the support of all the people who aren't in power and like they they all can stop each other from doing anything weird it's like right. that was the whole idea right like ambition well, checks ambition yeah, like you're gonna get yeah. all these crazy ambitious people mm-hmm. but if that ambitious person can get a little edge over that other ambitious person by doing what the people want then they're going to do it. So yeah. like you try to set up the system so I, they can do that. The the checks and balances system. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which is falling apart. <laughs> yeah, it's become more and more of like I haven't I haven't heard the term checks and balances uh like prior to 2017. I think I had heard it a few times yeah. since the start of 2017. It's all I've heard it's about. It's like because it's people's desperate like we need right. checks and balances yeah. now, please. <laughs> you you got to appreciate that hustle right now. Everyone's like scrutinizing every aspect of the law to see what they can do down there uh about that president, which honestly at this point it's not a question of where you fall in the political spectrum. It's just nobody's really into it. Uh even the people who elected Trump are like Wow, what is going? This guy is just so incompetent. Yeah, it's like let's see what we can get uh, through the system before this guy collapses. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 wild and oh. it's it's sad to watch. Unfortunately, uh, you know, political system is perfect, but uh, if you pay attention and you care and you do your duty as a citizen, I do think we can keep things healthy longer than uh, <laughs> longer than 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 we're currently kind of on track for. Kind of feels like the world's gonna fall apart. And I mean, the world, once again, speaking from a place of privilege, honestly, as a straight white male, like, you know, people are living all kinds of hardships all the time. Uh, so for me, I was, you know, I was about to say, feels like everything's going to fall apart, but things have been falling apart for so long. Uh, I'm just lucky enough to not have been kind of subjected to it too much. But uh, yeah, you know, we, we got to work. We got we got work to do up here. That's that's all I want to say about that. That's it. Well, guys, if you want to be productive public citizens of our community, you can go to tpublic.com. <laughs> that was a fantastic segue. <laughs> we got hella shirts and stuff available at tpublic. Click the link in the episode description and go buy a dang shirt. Capitalism is still alive. <laughs>
But it's good. There's there's a compassionate form of com- capitalism, and, th- and this is one of them. Yeah. We get, like, Fuck. some small amount of money when you buy a shirt. It's good. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, fantastic way to segue well, into that. Well, you know, it's might good. have been a conversation uh, killer. Good. I don't know. I just thought I'd throw that no, in there. I think You know what? I think viewers will appreciate us moving on <laughs> from, from the topic. They've certainly heard oh, uh, enough about it. But We've the world actually... still has life. The forest has owls in it. Wait, what? Forest, the forest has owls. There are good, good things. Just some good old good, facts. Good. Just some facts. Yeah, we could use more facts we this need year. Some facts. Yeah. yeah, phytoplankton alternate facts about owls. Did I? What was true facts about the owl? True facts about. Wait, what yeah. was the video I made? Um, I don't remember the name of the video. Alternative I made. facts about birds. It I was think just was, birds. Yeah. Yeah. Was it just birds? It I think it was just yeah. birds. Yeah, it wasn't. Oh, bad. really? What was? This, what's the video? I put out a video. A few months ago, called alternative facts about birds. Oh, I, I can't remember what facts there were. Oh, I I mean they were fake. Well, right. I can't remember what alternative yeah. facts there were. Sounds like a either pretty straightforward premise. Yeah, yeah. Yep. yeah. Most anything, most things you could say about birds are alternative facts. I hear. To it. be fair, I think most of what you could say about any content I put out is that it's a pretty straightforward premise. Oh, that's good. You know what? Keep it nice and simple, folks. Keep it simple, just like what, you know, what has this podcast been about? If you could just sum it up in one sentence, right, it would be so simple. Well, it, would it? Can you sum it up in one sentence? All right, sentence? folks, if you can come up with one sentence that summarizes this podcast, send it over to SpeakPipe. Uh, and let us know. Let us know what your one sentence sounds like. Yeah. We're uh, shouting out all of you, Patrick, Gabriel, Kendallin, Candace, Eric, Michael Bay, and the City of Seattle. Mm. Stefan, if you're still listening. He's yeah. not. He'll he, tell you he, he was. He's probably <laughs> not. Yeah. No, he'll tell me he wasn't. He'll tell me I did a terrible job. Uh yeah, so let us know in one sentence. Uh so so that uh Tom and Tim can uh write some copy for this podcast. Yeah, and you can't <laughs> so they know what the, to call it. You can't use the slogan that we already use for the opening of the podcast. Something different, please. Yeah. Different slogan. Get creative, folks. It's a slogan contest. We're making it official, guys. Yeah. An official slogan contest. The number one prize gets a, 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 a prize. Number one prize is a DVD, Blu-ray, bundle pack of, of Marvel's movie slogan. Uh, oh, really? I thought, <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to say a Blu-ray DVD copy of this podcast, just audio only, just ripped. 50 times. Yeah. Just looped to fill out a Blu-ray disc. Could work. Oh, hey. It's the mo- the be like, you take a Blu-ray disc and then you carve it with a record needle. Oh. So it's like, it's like a Blu-ray record. Wow. There's a concept no one will be into. Uh, <laughs> but everyone will buy it. Yeah. yeah. You know what? You think about some of the things people got into over the years. Like, man, I was I was just thinking about, like, uh, Tamagotchis. Like, I was thinking how? about Tamagotchis yesterday somehow. I don't know why. How did that happen? Tamagotchi oh. discussion with my mom. Like, all they were cheaper there's, than there's real pets. Just, I well, guess it's just things move through the schools and who knows why they do and everybody likes them. Like right now it's these these uh like distraction spinner things. You you spin it when you're oh, distracted. Oh yeah yeah yeah, right? yeah yeah yeah. I've seen them. I've and seen they were them. like like they were designed for kids with autism to have something to do so they really? wouldn't be distracted. Oh that's But then good. like like many things they sort of 
blew up into this thing where now the entire class is spinning these little spinners. It's yeah. a lot different having one kid spinning a spinner and having a yeah. 30 kids simultaneously going in a yeah. classroom. Yeah, I was. you know what? I saw a kid the other day. I was just hanging out at a park, and I saw a kid using one of these. Excuse me. He, uh, using one of these, uh, and I'd never seen anyone use one before. Mm. And the first thought I had was just, what the hell is the point <laughs> of this? Why would you? But then... I don't know. What was the point of Pogs? Like, I never played Pogs by the rules. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry if that offends anyone. That offends me. Get out. All, all I did... All right, everyone. I'm going to go. I've been Jamie. Check me out. Uh, check me out on Facebook. Um, Jamie. Just search Jamie. Yeah, just search all you Jamie. Need. Uh No, it, you know, you're right. The things that catch on with kids and move through schools, the oddest things, the oddest mm, things. Last year was bottle flipping. Ugh. That's crazy. Yeah. That's great, but it it makes me so happy to know that there's still room for simple things mm. for for children because I feel like, and this is probably just classic older generation kind of talking down to the next generation, but it just feels like I've seen so many kids on phones now mm. that I, I lost hope that simple things were uh, going to be of interest to them. But then I guess we had video games. So, yeah, but we didn't have portable video games. Mm, yeah, we did. We had Game Boys. <laughs> I, I remember like yeah. uh, throwing a fit because my mom needed to leave home and I had to leave with her. But I uh, I hadn't been able to save my Pokemon game on my Game Boy, and I was like, "You have to wait. Like, I if I can't save." <laughs> And I think I was charging my battery or something, so I couldn't bring it with me. Yeah. And uh, it's traumatizing. Yeah, that's yeah. Hard. I th- that was the start of portable culture. Mm-hmm. I mean, at least it was for me. It was my introduction to it. Yeah. Wait. So the po- I've never played a Pokemon game. The Pokemon games act- you couldn't just save whenever you wanted. Well, you, you so you were probably in the middle of a battle, right? Uh, yeah. I was exactly. I was. In, I, I think I was trying to get a Charmander or something because I had started with Bulbasaur. I remember mm. this. I picked Bulbasaur and I felt like an idiot for All it because right. uh, you should obviously pick Charmander. But somehow I ended up battling for one, huh. uh, which I don't. Anyway, this is how my memory remembers sure, it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fact check me, folks. Um, Go back into his yeah. history. There are detailed security tapes of Jamie in his childhood home. Yeah, I grew up. Yeah, my childhood home, the prison where I grew up. Uh, yeah, my mom was just the warden. Uh, I had to go to had a court date. Do you also have like telekinetic powers? Uh, Sometimes lead you to get nosebleeds and. I, you know what? I get a lot of nosebleeds, but I don't have telekinetic powers. I was in prison due to my previously discussed cannibalism thing. Oh, yeah, oh I forgot yeah. about that. Yeah, right. your, your siblings. Yeah. 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 Well. R.I.P. <laughs> yeah. Rest yeah. in gut bacteria. R.I.P. Josh. Um, yeah. Where were we going with this? Time. Uh, yeah, you know, just kids now. Yeah. Pokemon kids. games. Yeah. I'll, I'll say one thing about those fidget spinners. Uh, I was at church yesterday, and a couple of the toddlers were being noisy in the back, as usual, which is fine, whatever. And then one of the older kids came over with one of them, started spinning it, and they all just shut up and, like, gravitated around it like like moths that's to a light. so cool. It was really neat. It's like, oh, that's what that's do for. They, do you think they battle with them? Because battling is like a big no, element of kids. Well, kids that, stuff. that was the Beyblade thing. like Right. Was, but I don't think you battle with a fidget spinner. You just spin oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah. I think it would be so cool. Like you form like a little like circle of people, and then people just go in and try to get their thing to spin the longest. I don't know. Uh, that might. That's interesting. You get so attached that, little that blades might, to them. and Yeah. <laughs> 
This yeah, might tap into some a really like deep element of psychology, actually, because there's this thing that like cows will do this. And there's been a lot of research into, ironically enough, how to get cows to go into slaughterhouses more effectively, <laughs> which oh. is maybe not the best you reason just, to do this research. Push them. Someone's got to like, do push it, but folks. If you put like a Coke can in the middle of a field full of cows, all the cows will encircle it and just <laughs> stare at it. Like they'll wow. they'll just they'll just look at it because it's they've never seen anything like this and they're trying to absorb the information. That's how it's, you know Coke has really good branding. Yeah, yeah. But it's, it's yeah. just it's just an anomaly, and like that's like most mammals have that sort of circuit in it where like anything that like appears different than anything you've ever experienced before you just you're just drawn to it right mm. so maybe that's what's in play because the weird thing about those spinners is that they keep spinning they just it, like it, it's mind-blowing they just don't stop and right it, it encapsulates you for no other reason yeah you know i guess that's what it is and you are right like it did it did like strike me and i had to do a double take yeah and i saw this whole family and all their children had these spinners and they were like weren't paying attention to their parents obviously <laughs> they weren't just like let me spin they were trying to bring their kids to a dairy queen that's how into their spin these kids were whoa whoa they didn't want riding the dairy basic queen. hierarchy of needs of course that's yeah great. It's like As you, it, you turn an ice cream upside down and it doesn't fall too many times it stops being impressive you gotta right. look at something else you know, <laughs> what is the deal with that at dairy queen i think it's just packed tight enough that it like you know it's, if they do it for a second it doesn't fall it's out. so silly that, Dairy they Queen. do that on purpose, like that's their it's their thing. Yeah, yeah. It's so you can see, like, look at how fucking cool this blizzard is, and it's yeah. tight. It's have so you, tight. Uh, have you never been to a Dairy Queen? I've never been to a Dairy Queen where uh, I got a blizzard and they flipped it upside down. Oh, you gotta ask them, man. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you can ask for your money back if they don't flip it upside down. Oh. You can ask to own the store if they don't flip it upside down. I uh, I recently went to a Dairy Queen, and uh, there's uh, one in Westmount. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at one point. When it was really, really hot outside, they had to put up a sign that said, we no longer flip our ice cream because it would get too hot. <laughs> and every time they'd flip, the ice cream oh, uh, slipped out. Just shut down at that point. What are you even there well, for? So that's how serious they are about flipping the ice cream. It's like they're only serving sunny side up eggs and <laughs> half-cooked pancakes. It was crazy. We, I remember myself and my partner, we did, we did a double take. We were like, what? What's, what's the sign saying? And it was just... Letting people know, like, you're not going to get to watch us flip your ice cream. We're not doing that. Unless you get, like, a dilly bar, and it's just like, yeah. I guess, yeah. <laughs> they just flip your ice cream sandwich. They take it out of the wrapper for you and flip it, and then just hand it to you from the greasy hands of a Dairy Queen franchise manager. Yeah, it's like, we got to stay true to our pledge, man. doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like, not if... Flipped. If the ice cream's I feel like not flipped, you the, must acquit. Right, yeah. I, I feel like... Wow, good reference <laughs> wow. to the OJ trial. <laughs> Shout out to 1995. <laughs> uh, yeah, I... I think yeah, they could have like put a cup under there and just flipped it, and if it fell, it would just fall into the other cup. Oh, or that'd something. be exciting too, because then they could just keep doing it, right? <laughs> yeah, like they're mixing a drink for you. Yeah, but instead they're just ruining your Rolo Blizzard. <laughs> Eventually, you get soup, and that's the way you like it. Hey, that is kind of that's how I liked ice cream for the longest time as a kid. My mom, nice. to, yeah, my mom used to give me ice cream in a bowl, and uh, I because I really only liked soft serve as a kid, so I would just wait. For the ice cream to melt, and then I, as as it would start getting softer, I'd just whip it until it was basically cream, and then yeah. I, and it's still got like all the little ice cream air bubbles in it, so it's like this kind of moussey yeah texture. It's nice. Mm. It's got some chunk. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, sure, hey. Tom. <laughs> sure. I mean, depending on the ice cream. Well, do you, are you guys more soft serve or, or classic ice cream? Soft serve. 
I'm a chunk guy. You're a chunk guy. I like ice cream with chunk. Okay. Can I can I give a hot take right now? Sure. Okay. Dipping dots. Fuck off. Yeah, nah. <laughs> can we turn his mic off? <laughs> uh. So you guys, um, if if you wanna if you know someone who's never listened to a podcast before and you think that it would be cool for them to be drawn towards something that they've never experienced before, <laughs> send them this episode of this podcast. Definitely. Yeah. Be enraptured. I literally turned your mic off. Fuck you. <laughs> wow. That is that Hello? is hot shade. I'm, You're back. I guess episode 108 is the last of these. Uh, That's why Tim opened the show yeah. with a song about, like, you're on your way out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, this is the last episode. It's Genesis. It's a song about the dinosaurs. I'll say, I, think. Uh, I have one final thing to say about Dipping Dots. Go for it. It's a volume issue for me. Yeah? Because You don't, li- you don't like the sphere packing fraction? It's well, because there's so much airspace between spheres. Yeah. That you're definitely not getting more ice cream, and you're probably being charged more. I disagree. Ice cream is made of bubbles. It's the same same thing. I can't. It's like a bag of chips, this. right? Yeah. You're but paying for, for air. Yeah, you really are paying for air. Like I think you've mm. convinced yourself. But, but like it's it's like a bag of chips versus a bag of those like rice puffs. Like, is the air outside or is it inside? I, I, I disagree. I feel like at some point in your life you really wanted Dippin' Dots and someone <laughs> denied you it. And now... I discovered Dippin' Dots at La Ronde, and probably I just have a really good connotation because oh, okay. it was a good day. Okay. Well, look, I mean... And it was real cold, like the Dippin' Dots. They're, oh. they're soothing on your tongue. They numb you to the yeah, pain of existence. But ice cream does huh. that, too. Mm, they're better, though. That's just cold it's stuff. Just, it's, it's more cold. I just found Severely out... Severely cold. I, I knew that I had heard something about a politician and Dippin' Dots recently. Yes. Apparently, Sean Spicer hates Dippin' Dots. He does. Uh, yeah, yeah he, he was scathing towards them. Uh, so maybe we need to take a pro Dippin' Dots stance on this podcast. Yeah, you know what? I'm pro anything that Sean Spicer's... I mean, to completely just fucking <laughs> trample that, over uh, everything I you said, said before. Yeah. Don't listen to Sean Spicer. Uh, whatever. You know what? It's okay. I'm not taking a pro dipping dots stance. I think ice cream is one of those things you just don't have to mess with. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it's like pop tarts. It's like just have a pop tart. Don't eat a toaster strudel. Yeah, fuck have that. Have a pop tart. I don't want to squeeze yeah. icing onto something. I just want my ice cream to be applied on a factory somewhere in Michigan and shipped to me. Sit on a I shelf just, for. A I few disagree months. with the premise that pop tarts aren't messing with food. Like pop tarts are are a mess in themselves. Well, yeah, but it's the difference Definitely. between like pop tarts and toaster strudel. Because toaster exactly. strudel is bullshit. Right. Pop tarts are like. And toaster strudel perfect. was was late to the game. Mm-hmm. I mean, pop tarts own that. They own that yeah. market. I never heard about toaster strudel until I watched Mean Girls. Oh really? Huh. I haven't seen Mean Girls in a long time. Well, there's a lot of toaster strudel involved. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> the wow. more you know. Mm. It, mean Girls, classic film. Mm. Honestly, but yeah. kind of bad. Bad at snack foods, apparently. <laughs> Mm. Yeah. Well, what's your worst? What's the like worst snack food you enjoy? The worst one I enjoy? Yeah. Fuck. Like I that really... you know is bad, but you like it. Junior mints. Oh man, junior mints, pretty tasty stuff. But like, they're bad. Of awful. Course. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, like yeah, yeah. they're the, they're the Riverdale of candies. Yeah. Oh mm. right. You know, I I love eat more bars. Oh yeah. Like what? what? I've never encountered one. Uh at, right, it's so a eat great more name. Bar, you can mostly find them at like Dollarama and Walmart. Like anywhere <laughs> where uh, like it's it's definitely below Cad anything Cadbury makes or Nestle. Mm. Uh yeah, so it's it's basically peanuts and chocolate, but okay. it, it when you take it out of the wrapper, it, it 
looks like a fruit to go bar. Like I huh. didn't I didn't recognize that it was chocolate for like the first three times I ate it. I was like, <laughs> it tastes like chocolate, but I don't think it's it might just it could be anything. It looks like a stick it's, of beef jerky. It's like leathery? It's kind but it doesn't have that texture, but it huh. looks like it would be leathery. Okay. Yeah. Uh it's definitely not pretty. As mm. soon as it as you, as you take it out of like an air conditioned room, it just starts to melt right away. It's basically pre-melted, pre-chewed chocolate mm, with peanuts fun. in but it. But that's how you prefer your food, right? Well, Stefan chews it. Exactly. <laughs> just... To bring it back, mm. I like everything in my life pre-chewed. That's why I eat oatmeal. Mm. I don't cook the oatmeal. I just that's why you get take someone the to chew it off up. the Seattle wall and, and try them out. Hey, mm. shout out to Seattle. We've come full circle. Full Man. circle. Well, do you want to play us out, T-Bone? Do I? Sure. Jamie, do you got any shows coming up you want to plug? Uh, yeah, actually I do. I uh, I run this show called Triple Threat Thursday, and we've got a regular monthly show May 25th at 8.30 p.m. Uh, it's just a fun time comedy show with three acts. That's why it's called Triple Threat Thursday. Um, but we've got a special event on uh, Friday, May 26th at 10 p.m. We're uh, collaborating with a troupe from Toronto called Orson Wales, who came out of uh, Second City. And uh, they're going to be in town doing a special show, special show with uh, some of the best players on our cast doing a jam. And myself and Stefan hosting the show as Blood and Thunder. Sweet. So it's going to be a great time. If you're in Montreal, come check it out. It's $8 a ticket. If you're a Montreal improv student, it's free. Uh, I really, really think it's going to be a smashing show, and that's all I got going on right now. Sweet. And if you guys do go to the one on the 25th, stick around afterward because I'm hosting Too Many Cooks again at that's 10 o'clock. That's great. I think. That's, I think you I might Maybe be hosting it at 7 o'clock before the show. It might be the before show. the show. Yeah. Uh, just letting you know. Yeah. I have no <laughs> idea. I think that sounds right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, aside from that, Stick around at 10 o'clock, and we can all hang out. Yeah, it, you know, hang, just hang out. If you're hanging out, we'll hang out with you. We're like that. Uh, follow Blood and Thunder on Twitter. That'd be cool, yeah. actually. At Blood Thunder and. And what? There's no, there's nothing after. It's just Blood Thunder and. Okay. That actually well. worked out well when I tweeted earlier. Because I, yeah, I shared nice. last week's episode. I was like, last week we interviewed half of Blood Thunder and. Tonight, we're doing the other half. It was nice. I liked it. We we retweeted it. Uh, if, in case you missed it, I just did a thumbs up and an awkward smile. Uh, it was I still feel weird. on the recording. It was good. Yeah. It came well, through. Oh, good. Yeah. What is, anyway, that's what a thumbs up sounds like. A thumbs uh, up actually looks like a thumbs up in the waveform. Right. You can see it's oh, uh, it great. to the next page oh, that's already. cool. Yeah. 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 If you like the show, you can rate and review us on iTunes. Why haven't you done that yet? You can uh, share our SoundCloud page with people. Share us with a friend so that they can be engrossed. And uh, you can follow me at Acapella Science. You can follow Tom at Tom's Latinai. You can follow Simon. Father. You can father Simon at <laughs> No the Other Simon. You can father Simon. He he doesn't mind. <laughs>